Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, wherever you are hearing me. This is Betsy Bell with How Can This Happen at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we have some fascinating information for you today and an outlook on what we can see going forward in our future. We are going to try our best. So don't go away. Hang in there with me because this is going to take all of your attention. The greatest magic act in Las Vegas isn't on the strip. It's about the Clark County Education Association's sleight of hand regarding its role in the repeated failures of the Clark County School District. So why am I speaking of this? The school district is going to be an opening for me to discuss a lot of societal woes we are facing in our world today. So hang in. It's not gonna be pretty, but there is something hopeful at the end. The school district in Las Vegas needed new leadership, and that's according to the union. The executive director, John Bayardita, said in a Thursday news conference, there were was five years of evidence that demonstrated demonstrated Jesus Jara's leadership was a failure. Yes, the pandemic played a part in that, but the post-pandemic recovery has been anemic. The chronic absenteeism crisis meant that many students didn't even bother to show up to class. Many students that do attend don't even have full-time teachers. Jara made many terrible policy decisions. He gutted school discipline, which increased school violence. Many teachers have been injured or didn't feel safe teaching school. He lowered grading standards even for assignments that aren't turned in. He said the minimum grade was now 50%. Teachers can't even penalize students for missing class or for cheating. These issues, not the teacher pay, which we were all told, are the top reasons why the district can't retain enough teachers. The job description says superintendent, but the district will really be hiring another fall guy. This is to quote an editorial. That's what happened. Jara took the fall to distract the public from the union's failures. So whose policy is it? Is it the union's or Jara's? This is about the failure of Jara to succeed in the Clark County School District. This is about the failure of all of us. If you blindly forgive any sin or transgression without consequences, this is the cancer that we have been seeing 
so pervasive in society today. It is rampant in schools across the country in a snapshot of what it looks like in Las Vegas, this is a photograph of each of us as individuals. We have for decades taught and thought that discipline was a dirty word. We think that study is a punishment and that learning is an add-on that punishes the student. I went to a class reunion of my grammar school in Los Angeles. Wow, what an eye-opener. Here is what I heard. Oh, by the way, let's first tell you I'm a Catholic and my school was Catholic. Oh, those nasty nuns. One used a ruler, one used detention, and one used go to the principal's office. Any attempt to discipline us was evil. That's what all my compadres were saying. They said we didn't deserve that kind of punishment. Those nuns were ridiculous. We deserved an attaboy and a pat on the back. That's what I thought they were saying. It's not our fault. And it started back in the 60s. But we were just at a tipping point in our culture. I was living in a false universe. I didn't think the punishment didn't fit the crime. Why? Because we're all innocent. It's never about doing any wrong. I tried to recall with disdain that I felt from my classmates what kind of egregious behavior did our teachers do to us. But somehow, it never reached me at that level. My classmates were outright rejecting how we had been educated. Most of them chose to be teachers. I admire people who have that desire. I believe it's a calling. Were they just doing it to have revenge for their education? Maybe they thought they could do a better job. We all should hope that in any field we endeavor. Have you ever heard of Sigmund, Sigmund Freud? I can't even say his name. It's so obnoxious. This guy was such a big deal back when I was in school. That, don't go there. I know it's ought five. Okay. He was an Austrian neurologist and the founder of psychoanalysis. He had a, described a clinical method for evaluating and treating pathologies seen as originating from conflicts in the psyche through dialogue between patient and psychoanalyst. Yeah, that's right. Do you remember the old lay down on the couch? I don't know, but I think that's where that originated. Freud's redefinition of sexuality to include, it did include, infantile forms that led him to formulate the Oedipus complex as the central tenet of psychoanalytic theory. His analysis of dreams as wish fulfillments provided him with models for the clinical analysis of symptom 
formation and the underlying mechanisms of repression. Oh, wow. He postulated the existence of libido or sexualized energy with which mental processes and structures are invested and which generates erotic attachments. Oh my gosh, I can't go on. Anyway, what I wanted to say is part of his theory was part of his theory was that boys secretly desired to have sex with their mother. Now, I guess there's an argument for that. But whose distorted mind would even think that up? <laughs> right. Freud influenced much of the thinking in the 60s about the human psyche. We're still feeling these tentacles in societal thinking today. We never recovered from the Freud invasion. We just moved on to more nonsense, provided the uninformed by the uninformed. Think about it this way. What neurologist is a psychoanalyst? Really? If education doesn't educate you, you become a part of the stain on societal norms. Why are people like Freud quoted, revered, and considered a positive example? I have the answer. When I come back, I am going to shed light on what this influence meant to not only education, but also about behavior in general. But in the meantime, I'm going to get an order of protection for the assault that just happened on my brain. Don't go anywhere. Stay close. I'll be right back. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, my How Can This Happen audience. We are off to the races today. This is mind-boggling, and I don't want you to miss a point of it. And this is Betsy Bell at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas giving you content, giving you subject matter, giving you an education on the education system, which is very broken in the United States, and we know it. Now, Jesus Jara is superintendent of the Clark County School District, and he resigned after six years because he told a journalist at the paper that he had run out of fight. The fight seemed to be between the teachers' union and the school board. The school board was in favor, but the union not so much. Jesus Jara is a Miami transplant after immigrating to the United States from Venezuela. Clark County, which is the Las Vegas school district, is the fifth largest school district in the country. So I will repeat that. 300,000 students and 40,000 plus employees. It is the fifth largest school district in the country. Douglas Hamilton of Sunrise Elementary School was quoted as saying, Jara's hiring in 2018 was a disaster on an unprecedented scale. 
the first grade teachers cited academic slides and an explosion in teacher vacancies in the intervening years. It is known throughout the district that the teachers are afraid to teach. Students are not disciplined. I quote, not disciplined. Teachers cannot take control of classrooms, and this seems to have come from Jara's rule. One teacher was raped in her classroom after school. One student was beaten to death by a mob outside his school. And multiple calls for police to take away weapons from students who are bringing them to school. Maybe the students are scared too. What is this all leading to? A societal breakdown from top to bottom. And we are all to blame. Discipline is a dirty word. How can society function without it? We function without it the way we are functioning today. That's how. Discipline means the practice of training people to obey rules or to have a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience, a lack of proper parental and school discipline was part of the definition. When you see that your theory about how to govern in any regard is causing a meltdown, what do you do? Double down? Keep fighting? Chara said he's done fighting. What was he fighting for? Total chaos? I'm not sure if you see what I see, but this is a mental disorder, and it's of liberalism. I have been dancing around this too long. The modern definition of li liberalism, so hard to even say, according to Wikipedia, they believe liberty exists when access to necessities like health care and economic opportunity are available to all. And I quote from Mad Dog Red in parentheses that healthcare and economic opportunity are available to all for free. And they champion the protection of the environment. So that is your modern day liberalism. The definition of being liberal, willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from one's own, open to new ideas. Wow, could have fooled me. What happened to my way or the highway? Shouting down your opponents. We can't have that language. You're a racist. And you never had a racist thought in your life. We all know what a liberal means today. It means you better respect me, but I don't have to respect you, and I won't. I am not completely right about this, but I am onto something. We're all in this bubble of acceptance and denial. We accept our counterparts when we can give them the benefit of a smell test. I know you have an opinion of Jara, the superintendent, 
I do as well. I hope that he has a big heart. But do we want to be led with a heart? If there are no rules, there will be no peace. Have you heard? No justice, no peace. That certainly is out of context. When you think of justice being blind, well, it's true. If you have no rules, then you have chaos. The policies of Jesus Jara sound like a grandma of one of his students. When you come to grandma's house, you can have all the treats you want. You can stay up late. You can watch whatever you want on TV. And then she sends you home for mom and dad to discipline you. Why? Because what if students lived at grandma's house full time? Maybe that's the problem. Jara thinks he's a loving grandpa. I never thought I would say I side with a union. But in this case, the school board is the one that kept protecting him. They allowed him a cushy exit by letting him have a resignation instead of just firing him. They, that would allow him to move on to another school district. I don't feel sorry for Jara. I feel terrible for the parents and the students. When will we learn? You can't just let it be. If you do, it's going to be to your detriment. I have a bit of good news to end on. I know you've been patient. That's my special audience. To get to this point, we needed to have all of the information. But you know what? I promise you will be a happy listener when I return. Don't give up your seat. We have the words of how to navigate this trying place we live in. You guys are my heroes. I'll be right back with a suit of armor for you. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. We are back at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, because we are, how can this happen, here to give you, how can this happen, we know what to do to deal with it. This is Betsy Bell, and I am Mad Dog Red, but not today. Today, she is trying to give it a rest. If society has a complete meltdown, yeah, kind of like the way it's melting down now, kind of. We are in the end times and we all know it. So how can this happen? It was predicted. It was written long ago. Does that help us cope? No, it doesn't. We need to understand that all of this stuff that swirls around our heads and then causes disappointment, disillusionment, and other forms of depression, you can only control you. You can't control stuff that's swirling around you. That is a cause for celebration. If you worry about you, you will find the peace and comfort you are looking for. And you won't be anxious 
because you can only control yourself. Here's a little story. It is not too great. And I don't recommend you try this at home. I was a snarky 20-year-old. You know who I'm talking about. I know everything. I know my audience. You can't believe that, can you? That that was Mad Dog Red. She thought she knew everything. Woman, oh gosh, you were such a moron. My stepmother was a nice enough person, but she had this way of speaking that didn't cause you to feel too warm and fuzzy. Example, I wanted to have a baby shower for my sister. I was going to do it in conjunction with my stepmother. She wanted to have it catered, and I assumed there's that word, it makes an ass out of all of us. I assumed that she expected me to help pay for the caterer. It didn't have that kind, I didn't have that kind of money. Oh well. So I decided to send the invites out and I didn't include her. I was not thinking like a real stepdaughter, just thinking like a little brat. When my twin brother and I went out to dinner, I was dropping him off at his place. He said to me, you know, that's really not the right thing to do. You should invite Pat to the baby shower, my stepmother. He was a lawyer, so he gave me the substantive argument as to why he was right. I was wrong. My snarky response was, Tom, I only have to do two things in life, pay taxes and die. After that, I don't have to do anything. Well... That ended that conversation. He got out of the car without a word. And it was never spoken of again. I am just like everyone else. I didn't want to say I was wrong. I didn't want to say, Tom, you were right. He was right. A lot. My twin was the most logical, ethical thinker with morals of anyone would want to emulate. And every side of the story from him was on the side of truth and righteousness. I will never forget the conversation of my petty tantrum of why I didn't invite my stepmother. My father called me up and said that Pat wanted to speak to me. He handed her the phone, and she said, and I quote, You are rude, curt, and moody. Believe it or not, Mad Dog Red remained silent. Usually, she was the one who ran her mouth in a tirade. But this time, no. I think I was shocked. I could never be what she said. Rude, curt, and moody. I couldn't figure out how she found those words. I always had the right to remain silent, but never the ability. This time it might have served me well if I had only known that at any given time I was subject to mood swings, curtness, and rudeness. Me? Never. Instead of proving my stepmother wrong, I proved her right by not inviting her. We can all be wrong. 
that's easy. But to admit we are and to fix it, that's hard. If we never taught right from wrong, then we are no better than just the animals. Even our Lord Jesus gave us the Ten Commandments. Why would he do that? Because humans need rules to guide them and to separate themselves from animals. We need to know that our conduct and behavior has consequences. We have to answer to ourselves. Now, as society is unraveling, just like today, we are unraveling. We keep throwing out rules of conduct, and we keep saying that we don't deserve punishment. We deserve whatever our behavior dictates. Do you think for a minute that being a criminal is fun? Let's give you an insight into behavior. First, have you ever felt the peace that comes when you helped someone that was struggling? Second, how do you feel when your teacher said to you, would you please lead the class? Third, how does it feel when someone tells you that if it wasn't for you, they don't know what they would do? Does that feel good? I think you know what the point is. Behavior has consequences, but we are all looking for an established code of conduct to follow. We get distracted when we're looking for that short, instant gratification that makes you feel so good, like that contact high. And then what? Then you come back down to reality. You, my audience, are so special, you get that too. I'm not the answer to anyone's problems. I just know that I don't want to hurt anyone. If I keep that in mind, my behavior becomes totally controlled, as I know yours is, because you are the people that get it. That's why you listen, because you want to learn. We all need to learn. I have this little plaque on my desk, and it says... Good morning, this is God. I will be handling all your problems today. Have a wonderful day. So I leave you with that, my wonderful friends, my wonderful audience. And please, watch your six. It's a little risky out there today. And have no fear. We will be back to give you some more insight. Thank you. God bless you.